open our hearts that we may receive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We are sailing in stormy weather. And God is bringing His people around the earth together. All over the earth, He is bringing His people together. Not only the physical storms, but the spiritual storms. He's allowing it to blow upon the earth. And the weather is this kind of spiritual weather is to bring God's people together. The book of Revelation tells us that the great tribulation is not far away. It's not far away. We're heading in that direction. We're heading in that direction. The direction of the great tribulation. Just like this, the earthquake in Mexico that claims so many lives. The earthquake is beginning to move northward. Mexico is very close. California will be next. We got to understand that. God is shaking not only the earth, but he's shaking the heavens. He's shaking the heavens. And when we study the Bible, when we study the word of God, I know under normal circumstances, I would say I read my Bible. You would say you read your Bible. But the reality is the Bible reads us. It's the only book that reads you. That's why people hate the book. Because the book reveals too much about them. That's why they hate it. But the good thing about the word of God is that the Bible will keep you from sin. But sin will keep you from the Bible. I said the Bible will keep you from sin. But sin will keep you from the Bible. So when we study the Bible to determine what it says, we must allow world events, when appropriate, to shed light on the truth of God's Word. I cannot overemphasize that. When we look into the Word of God, we must allow world events, when appropriate, to shed light on God's truth. We must always have an attitude that allows the Bible to override any teaching that sounds good but doesn't clearly have biblical evidence. You must understand that. We must always have an attitude. Somebody says an attitude that allows the Bible to override any teaching that even sounds good, but doesn't clearly have biblical evidence. Just hold up your Bible. Just hold up your Bible. And I want you to make this declaration with me. Just hold up your Bible and make this declaration. The scriptures are infallible. Only 50% of you believe it. Let's try to get 100%. Let's hold your Bible up now. The scriptures are infallible. One more time. The scriptures are infallible. Now look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, teachers are not infallible. You might be shocked. Your favorite Bible teacher is not infallible. But the Bible is infallible. I just wanted you to be awake. That's why I said that. Just wanted you to get awake because until Jesus returns, 
until Jesus returns for his people, he said we will grow in grace and in the knowledge of him. Until he returns for his people, and then every nation of the earth, we will grow in grace and in his knowledge. You know, we know in part. Touch your neighbor. Say, we know in part. And we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spake like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Say, neighbor, it's time to grow up. When I become a man, I put aside childish things. For now we see indistinctly as in a mirror. But then we will see him face to face. You know that's the greatest reward of heaven. The greatest reward of heaven is not a walk on golden streets. The greatest reward in heaven is not the pearly gates. The greatest reward in heaven is to see Jesus Christ face to face. I want to turn your attention to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. And I want to use for a title, Be Alert to the Signs of the Times. Be Alert for the Signs of the Times. As we were driving over here this morning, Conway looked at me in the car. He said, we must be alert. You know, there was a police officer in a hidden place. And he was waiting for an offering. It's Sunday morning. He was waiting for an offering. But we were praying that he didn't get an offering from us. But we did pray that the Lord will reveal himself to him. Because he was in a good spot hiding. But the Lord saw him. And the Lord saw us. And the Lord is seeing you this morning. And then Conway says, you know, I was not alert. But we need to be alert. So I want to use for a subject, be alert to the signs of the times. Open your Bibles. To Luke chapter 21, and we are going to read verses 33 to verse number 36. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, which is a word that means overindulgence, in food and drink, surfeiting, excess, excessiveness, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and so that they come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Let me read that again. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. All through history, there has been turmoil in the world. There have always been earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, riots, economic collapses, wars and rumors of wars. And there has always been a people who thought their generation would see the coming of the Lord. Since the days of the apostles, 
they look for the coming of the Lord. So it is nothing strange about this generation. We, we have just fast forward 2,000 years. But even since then, they were looking for the coming of the Lord. You remember Noah. He was given 120 years to build the ark. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 6 verse 3, the Lord said, my spirit will not always strive with man. My spirit will not always strive with man. For that he is also flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 days. God Almighty created the earth in six days. He's still working on me. And I know he's still working on you. Right? To make us what we should be. Before we can stand before him and see him face to face. But it took six days and then he rested on the seventh, according to Genesis, at the creation of the world. And the Bible says that the day of the Lord is as a thousand years, thank you, as a thousand years. The six thousand years are up. And now we are certainly on the brink of eternity. We have entered the seventh day. The Lord is getting ready to rest. The earth wants to rest. The creation wants to rest. So we have entered into that realm. The media of America, the media of Europe, and other parts of the world are preparing for the great tribulation. Even the media are preparing for the great tribulation. As a matter of fact, the media, especially the fake media, is an arm of the Antichrist. If you didn't know that, I want to remind you this morning that the fake media is an arm not only of the deep state government, but an arm of the Antichrist. Because the deep state government is in bed with the Antichrist. So the media has been preparing people for the tribulation. You know, it's amazing. The other morning I woke up and it was weird. It was like an open vision. Like somebody had tied my face, my eyes, and was walking me out to a guillotine. It was weird. And I was wondering, are they going to lay me down like this or lay me this way? I was asking myself the question. And I was thinking about my family. Are we ready? It was so real. Right? I have not thought about a guillotine for so many years. It was early in the morning. I just saw like somebody blindfolded me and was walking me out, right? There was fluttering butterflies in my stomach, but I know I was ready. The only thing I was thinking about, will they lay me down this way or will they lay me down this way? That was my thought and my family. Are they going to follow me? And citizens of the kingdom of the most high God who are opposing the ungodly trends of the day are increasingly being viewed as narrow. As narrow, as divisive. They are viewed as sowers of disunity. They are viewed as the one who are obstructing the manifestation of the Antichrist. The catchphrase to characterize those who belong to the citizens of the kingdom of God is... You would hear it over and over. The religious right. 
which to unbelievers is the worst thing you can possibly be in this generation. The media completely ignores the fact what they call the religious right is exactly where America stood for 200 years. You think about that for a moment. The media that's preparing people for the great tribulation fail to realize that what they are attacking and calling the religious right has been the way of life for 200 years in the United States of America. It was that position which was responsible for the standard of morality across this land. And I can hear the Lord saying, if you destroy my ways and my truths and my laws of, la of living, if you attack it and destroy it, I am going to destroy your way of living. Why this nation became the greatest nation in history is because this nation made the word of God its foundation. At one time, its greatest export was the Bible. Just like England. One time, England's greatest export was the Bible. One time in America's history, the greatest export was the Bible. Now today, England, America, France, they are exporting pornography. 27 million children are sex trafficked. And multi-billionaires pour money into the sex trafficking. So many little ones are tortured, kidnapped. Rape, violated, destroyed. Jesus has seen enough. He's on the horizon. He has seen enough. And I can hear him saying, enough is enough. Now when you back up to the verses there in Luke 21, you go back to verse 11 of the same chapter of Luke 21. Great earthquakes shall be in diverse places and famines, and pestilences, and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. Fearful events and signs of Christ's return will be seen in the solar system. Look what it says. Fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. Where is it from? From heaven. Later in the same chapter, Jesus tells us about events in the heavens. Whatever these events are, they will cause many people to have great fear. About what is coming upon the world. Now move down. Let's move down to verse 25. And verse 26 of Luke 21. There shall be signs where? In the sun. There shall be signs in the moon. There shall be signs in the And upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Sometimes we read the word of God too fast. We're in a spiritual zone of 25 miles per hour in the word of God and we are driving 60 miles per hour. And that's why we miss these things. Let's read it again. 
There shall be signs where? Where else? In the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Verse 26, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. You know, while I was in, in Haiti on August 21st, you had uh, the great American solar eclipse. I think from where we were, we could have only seen about 60% of it. But here in Florida, you probably could see up to 90%. But we, you had, that's just a few days ago. The great American solar eclipse, right? And then I begin to back up. And I go all the way back to July 1994. By that time, President Nelson Mandela became the president of South Africa. And at that time, God told me that when he left office, there'll be great turmoil in South Africa and other African nations. And it's already happening. Great turmoil on the African continent. So in July of 1994, the world watched the comet fragments hit Jupiter. That was only 23 years ago. The world watched the comet fragments hit the planet Jupiter. The reason the nations will be in anguish, the reason the nations will be in perplexity, are the signs that we just read about. In the heavens, the signs in the sun, the signs in the moon, the signs in the stars, the signs in the planets. So the cosmic events will affect the sun. Now we know some of the mad people in the media, they think President Donald J. Trump has a hurricane machine. These are mad people. They're insane. They're suffering from a, a disease called insanity, right? Because if President Trump had a machine that can create hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes, then he should use it on North Korea. These are mad people. They have PhDs, some of them, but I found out in South Africa that PhD can also mean pothole digger. Not just doctor of philosophy. Right? Amen. Praise God. Because I had an old Zulu man that used to help me on the farm in South Africa. His name is Ko. He used to come and help me dig holes. And we would work together on the farm. Right? I could say he had a PhD. Amen. He was a pothole digger. Amen. And when I needed somebody to help me, praise God, with the black mambas and the green mambas and the spitting cobras, this was my man's Ko. He knew the snakes. He knew the land. He was not afraid of the serpents. But I also discovered while living in South Africa, as a matter of fact, let me back up, even before I went to South Africa, down there in Brooklyn, New York, when I used to preach on the streets in Brooklyn, New York, I discovered there were snakes that did not crawl. They had two legs and they were worse yeah. than the black members in South Africa. Yeah. Not only did I see snakes in Africa, dangerous snakes, but I saw snakes in New York in the pews and the pulpits. They're the most dangerous snakes. They're the most dangerous snakes. 
They're also on the beaches of Florida. Some of these nudist beaches. Amen. Why do you think God is shaking? He's shaking because there are nudist beaches in the Caribbean. There are nudist beaches in Florida. And God is sick and tired of people exposing themselves. The insanity of this world. God had enough. He told me that this week. I just saw this in my spirit, this neo sign flashing from heaven. Enough is enough, says God. Enough is enough, says God. The cosmic events that will affect the sun, moon, and stars also will affect the ocean. All these solar flares that's going out, Donald Trump has nothing to do with it. He's not God. Obama is not God. Hillary Clinton is not a goddess. She might think she's a goddess. There is only one true and living God. His name is Jesus. He is responsible for what's happening on this planet. He's in full control. So when these cosmic events affect the sun, the moon and the stars also affect the oceans, causing great swells and tides. Because the moon affects the ocean tides. That's how God sets it up. As a matter of fact, creation 100% obeys God. The only creation that God has problem with is man. Is man. Cosmic events are the absolute signs, I believe, of the day of judgment. Because judgment day is coming. Will be caused by what is taking place in the sun, moon, and the stars, in the planets, in the solar system. People will die of heart attacks, frightened by the unusual things that will happen in this solar system. Because the Bible says, the heavenly bodies shall be shaken. The heavenly bodies shall be shaken. That's why every time I walk out the door, I look to the heavens. Amen. I'm always looking to the heavens. Which are the planets in our solar system, including the earth. What does shaken mean? I'm glad you asked. What does shaken mean? It means they will do strange things that people have never seen. The planets will do strange things that people have never seen before. Yes, it will. Which means some may speed up. Some may slow down. As they orbit the sun, some may move out of their orbit into a closer or further orbit. We will be able to see them do things which will cause people on the earth to wonder what is going on. What will happen to the earth also? When the heavens, heavenly bodies are shaken, people that are looking up will begin to wonder what's going to happen to the earth. Well, when the worst of these events take place, when Jesus Christ... The Lord will return to earth to judge the world. Let's go down to verse 27 and verse 28 of Luke 21. And then, somebody say then. See, sometimes we read the Bible so fast that the word then, we can miss it. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Somebody say then. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Look at verse 28. And when these things begin to come to pass, 
And when these things begin to come to pass, what's the next word? Then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. So these verses tells us that we can expect to see these events start in the heavens. And they will happen a few years before Jesus returns. And that will continue right up, including the day that he would appear in the sky. So you don't have to guess. Many folks thought the Lord was coming yesterday. But how could the Lord come yesterday? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So they got up this morning disappointed. There is no secret rapture revealed in what I've read. There is no secret rapture revealed in Matthew 24. There is no secret rapture revealed in Luke 21. There is no secret rapture revealed in Mark chapter 13. You cannot find a secret rapture in the Bible. I'm sorry to shock you. All true believers will see the signs in the heavens. They just need to be informed that those events point to the return of Jesus Christ. God Almighty will not bring destruction to the earth without giving sufficient warning. He will give enough warnings before he brings destruction. Why will the signs of Christ's return be seen in the sky? In the form of fearful events. Because when Jesus returns, the world will receive massive destruction from the sky. Because the heavenly bodies will be shaken from space. Let's move down to verse 29. Uh, well, let's back up. Let's go to Luke 17. Because space, he told us this is coming from the sky. It's coming from space. Let's go to Luke chapter 17. And let's move down to verse 29 and 30. Just back up. You're in Luke 21. Let's go to Luke 17. Luke 17, 29 and 30. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom. Where did Lot went out from? The same day Lot went out of Sodom, what happened? It rained fire and brimstone from where? From where? And destroyed them all. Are those words in your Bible? If they're not, you need to ask somebody to get your proper Bible. I want to read it slowly again. This is Luke 17, 29. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Verse 30. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. This passage right here and many others, we don't have time to read, tells us that when Jesus Christ returns, fire will rain down from the sky. The sad fact is there are many Bible preachers and teachers that don't believe it. But yet God will reveal to a little four-year-old girl in the Ecuadorian jungle that can't even speak English, only four years old, she saw fires coming on the cities of America. And she woke up and told the missionaries who were taking care of her, a four-year-old girl from the jungles of Ecuador, she says, tell the people, fires are coming on the cities. Tell them. Remember, she never spoke English. And she woke up speaking English, telling the people, you tell them, fires are coming. 
Well, she may not know the Bible, but we just read that fires are going to come from heaven because the heavenly bodies will be shaken. See, you're concerned about earth. Yes, the earth will be shaken, but what happens in heaven is going to affect the earth because the earth is part of the planetary system. What's going to happen when this fire comes down from heaven? Most of the world's population will be destroyed. You see, you can't fathom this. Imagine multiply millions of people being destroyed. Many preachers, teachers, folks sitting in the pews, they get upset. People get upset with me when I speak of the reality of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah by fire. They get upset with me. They say, oh, that's in the Old Testament. You better get with the New Testament. They get, uh, even preachers get upset. Did God, let me ask you a question. Did God send a flood in the days of Noah? Did God cause an earthquake to open up the, the earth and swallow up Korah and all those that rebelled against Moses? Did God send fire from heaven upon Sodom and Gomorrah? God uses the natural events of the world. The natural earth he created as much as possible. So the fire that will purge the earth will not be God breathing fire out of his mouth. It will be a natural event. The earth is crying out to be delivered and to go back to its original state before the fall. The very earth is crying out. The heavens are crying out. Everything that God created so pure and so clean, wants to go back to the way God created it. That's why the natural events in the earth, the earth is telling us, the heavens are telling us, we want to be redeemed. We want to be pure. We want holiness. We want righteousness. We want to go back the way God originally created us. You know, when an asteroid hits earth, it impacts with such force. That it literally explodes and sends pieces of flaming rocks in all directions. A large asteroid can cause a rain of fire on the entire world. This is why scientists believe a large asteroid is what destroyed the dinosaurs. And that's why Jesus says pray that we will be accounted worthy to escape. The things that are coming upon the earth. He said, pray. How many of you pray like that? Eh? We just, we escape a little Irma. Irma, you know, this fierce raging woman. And then her boyfriend, Jose, was following her. Amen. Praise God. And then another girlfriend that was right behind. Right? Okay. Then we had two tornadoes. My wife and I were sitting, uh, praise God, in front of the toilet bowl. Amen. Hallelujah. After we spoke the word of God, we were in there sitting on the floor. I know you, you, you were not afraid of the tornadoes. I was not afraid of the tornadoes or Irma. I just went in the bathroom on the floor to humble myself with my wife. And we had a nice little time of prayer before the toilet bowl. Thank God we were not throwing up in the toilet bowl. We're just sitting there praying and praying and seeking God on the floor. Sometimes the best place God can meet with us is on the floor. Amen. On the floor. On the floor. Pray that we will escape being killed in these natural disasters. So you can physically stand before him. 
at his return and see him face to face. This is why we are told to watch for the signs in the sun. Watch for the signs in the moon. Watch for the signs in the stars. Watch for the signs in the planetary system. So we will not be caught unprepared. Remember the wise men from the east? What did they follow? Huh? They would so means they were looking to the heavens too, right? They were looking to the heavens, beloved. They were looking to the heavens. I really believe that one of these days, not far from now, somebody with a from a Muslim background. I really believe this from a Muslim background will arise to political influence just like the Egyptian Pharaoh. I believe we're on the brink of that. We really, I believe that with all my heart. And he will be the seed of Satan. He will be the seed of Satan. Just like Jesus came, he will manifest the seed of Satan. We're right on that brink because he is the enemy of the true kingdom of God. Oh yes, he's, he's about to show himself. And I'm telling you, praise God, those who refuse, those who refuse his humanistic ways, those who refuse to take the image of the beast will be killed while others will flee in the wilderness. God will protect them. Some will die, some will flee, some will be protected. But even those that would run into the wilderness for protection, wherever that wilderness is. The Antichrist will move quietly to make war with the remnant of a seed. This will lead to persecution of God's people in every nation of the world. It's going to come here to America too. Persecution will be worldwide. You better believe it. This persecution will have the effect of separating the wheat from the chaff. The wheat, the true believers, the shaft, those who are mere professors. And with the advent of direction, this persecution of the remnant church, many who now profess to be Christians will quickly change their allegiance. Their true colors will manifest because they were never truly saved. They were only professors of salvation. This is what Jesus taught. In Matthew 24, 33, he says, So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Even at the doors. Hallelujah. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Because I believe there are people here, you want to be counted worthy to escape these natural disasters that are going to increase. Pray with me, Almighty God. Through your spirit, in these times, let us find grace in your eyes like Noah. To be, befriend us like Abraham. Prosper us like you did for Isaac. When the Philistines did everything to block his wells. Rescue those from the modern cities of Sodom and Gomorrah like you did for Lot. Remember us. Remember our families. Remember our neighbors like you remember Joseph when he was in prison and you brought him to a place of leadership over the land of Egypt. 
Remember the women of today who are crying for their children, who are crying for their loved ones, like you did, oh Lord, for the Hebrew woman who cried out to you for deliverance in Egypt. Deliver babies and children like you did for baby Moses when you protected his little body from the crocodiles of the Nile River. Deliver us from all our enemies as you did for Israel when you brought the nation out of Egyptian bondage. Intervene in these times for us like you did for Esther and her uncle Mordecai in Persia. Answer us by fire like you did for Elijah on Mount Camel against the false prophets and the false prophetesses. Use the rod in our hands to open our Red Sea like you did for Moses and Israel. Heal us from all our spiritual leprosy like you did when you healed Naaman of physical leprosy when he dipped himself seven times in the river. Anoint our heads with fresh oil like you did for King David. Bring us out of our fiery furnaces as you did for the three Hebrew young men. Bring us out of our lion's den as you did for Daniel. Be with those who are dying for their faith like you were with Stephen when he saw you standing at the Father's right hand. Be with us. Flow through us in these end times as you did through the apostles and prophets and the church in the book of Acts in the mighty name of Jesus. Give him praise. Give him praise. I want to ask you a question. Have you made reservations to leave with the Lord Jesus Christ? Some of you might have reservation for a cruise to the Bahamas. That's not what I'm talking about. Have reservation to Alaska, reservation to Las Vegas. I don't know where you have reservation. But the question I'm asking you, have you made reservations to leave with Jesus Christ? Our generation, as it was in the days of Noah, more and more are openly challenging the God of heaven and earth to the limit by messing with his fundamental truths. They're no longer in the closet now. They're openly challenging him on television, on radio, on the street corner, wherever they are openly challenging him. And what does Jeremiah 6.16 says? Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. And ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said we will not walk therein. 
We will not walk therein. The hand of Almighty God is writing on the wall of humanity. And warning us over and over again. And this is what I can hear him saying. I, God is speaking to us. I, God Almighty, will surely destroy your standard of living. If you continue to destroy my standard of living. Enough is enough. You know the battle against biblical truth is intensifying. In our generation, as we race towards eternity, the battle against biblical truth is intensifying. While we do not know the timing of leaving this present world, the most important person on the planet, the blessed Holy Spirit, tells us to be alert concerning the signs. Somebody say alert. Always ready to follow his truth. Whether that truth is found in the Old Testament or the truth is found in the New Testament. Just the other day I had a young evangelist troubling me, amen, about truths in the Old Testament. I had to pretty much kind of reprimand him until he turned me off and said, look, pastor, I can't talk to you anymore. You're not getting it. So he's telling me I'm not getting it. Amen. We got to live in the New Testament. So there is no truth in the Old Testament. I'm here to tell you this morning and to remind you, amen, under the authority of the blessed Holy Spirit, to be alert. Somebody say alert. Always ready to follow the truth, whether it is found in the Old Testament or the New Testament. And trust His grace and demonstrate stability and strength. No matter how much attacks come against the church of God. Very unstable planet. Amen. Prophet. This dear prophet and his wife in the midst of us. Amen. And when we say prophet, we don't mean P-R-O-F-I-T. Right? We mean P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Amen. The true, you know, the true prophets of God, whether they sit in the back of the church or in front or in the middle or the back, it doesn't concern them. You know, my friend, the first time he went to India, Holly Swathout, blue eyes, blonde hair, amen, praise God. He went into some of the dungeons of Brooklyn and rescued red, yellow, black or white. Knives and guns pointed at blue eyes and blonde hair and his wife, his beautiful little children, my friend, Holly Swathout. But because he obeyed God to leave Minneapolis and go in the hell homes of Brooklyn, New York, God raised him up and sent him to preach in India. And in India, the crowd started coming. 120,000. The sick were healed. The dead were raised. Even his 11-year-old son, Christopher Troy, had a similar name like me. His 11-year-old son, was in the back of the, where the thousands were, and a petite Indian woman began to manifest with the demons. But my friend had taught his son so well the pure word of God Amen. and to stand on the authority of the word of God. Yes. He had taught his son so well that the Bible is the final authority on all issues of life that at the age of 11, his son can cast devils out. So he said, son, you know what to do. 
That is way up here. You're back there. You know what to do. By this time, this petite Indian woman had already knocked two or three pastors down who were all in the flesh. They had titles, but they had no power. So God taught these pastors that were powerless a lesson through this 11-year-old boy full of the power, anointing, and full of the word of God. He cast the devil out of that woman. 11-year-old set her free. You know, in the kingdom of God, there's no hierarchy. I said in the kingdom of God, there's no hierarchy. Nobody's got a corner on the truth. Hallelujah. If you hang out with the anointing of the Holy Ghost, if you keep company with the most important person on the planet, the blessed Holy Spirit, his anointing will flow through you wherever you are. I said all this to say that. When you know your calling, amen, you don't have to go about advertising it. The Holy Ghost will advertise you. Hallelujah. You know how the Holy Ghost advertised me one time? Not far from Jeff Kennedy. We were preaching on the streets in New York. Not far from Jeff Kennedy. Beautiful, blonde hair, blue-eyed girl walked by my friend and my wife. Pretty girl. Amen. Praise God. The, the problem was her clothing was not properly tailored. Right? You know, some people, they take their clothes from the tailor before it's finished. And they put it on. You know what I'm saying? The problem is when she passed by us, my friend Big Steve was with me, my wife and I, and we'll preach and the demons begin to manifest. See, sometimes when you carry the presence of God, you don't even have to open your mouth. The devils will manifest when you walk. You remember Peter? When he walked into the marketplace? Amen. The Bible says when he was in the marketplace, his very shadow healed the people. You know why his shadow healed the people? Because Peter was hiding under the shadow of the Almighty. When you are under the shadow of the Almighty, your very shadow in the marketplace will set the captives free. We are in unstable times. Unstable times. We, we, I'm coming up more and more against people suffering from mental illness. They have degrees, but they have mental illness. Right? University graduates are demon-possessed. Spend dollars $100, $140,000 to be demon-possessed. Are you listening this morning? Is it still morning? Now, when we preach in Pakistan, we preach up to three hours, so you, you, you lose space of the time. You know what I'm saying? Amen. I preached down there in South Africa one time at a men's camp, two hours and 45 minutes. Out on the farm in South Africa. Imagine preaching two hours and 45 minutes. Some of you are getting concerned now. Because you, you're thinking about your food now. You're getting concerned now. You're being shaken right now. Don't you go there two hours and 45 minutes. i got things to do. This is an unstable planet we are living in. We can walk out of here and the whole earth can open up as I speak. That's how unstable this planet is right now. The mental illness... In high places are manifesting every day. The garbage they spew out. That earthquakes are made by man. They forget about the super hot sun in the heavens that spew out rays that is affecting the earth. As the sun turns, the storm flares shooting out affect the earth, even affecting satellites. 
big giant quakes are going off in many places. As we saw the 7.1 in Mexico a few days ago. They're still counting dead bodies. They found 20 children in a classroom. Right? Swimming pools emptying. People there having picnics by their swimming pool. And the whole swimming pool empties right before their faces. Well, it's coming. The earthquakes are coming up from the south. That means they're coming north now. Hello, California. They're coming from the south, but they're coming north now. They're moving north. They're moving north towards North America. Touch your neighbor. Say Trump is not to be blamed for earthquakes and hurricanes. He doesn't have a hurricane machine or an earthquake machine or a tornado machine. God's natural earth is doing what it's supposed to do. Because the natural earth is crying out to be delivered from the sin and sickness and demons of this world. Others are blaming voodoo. I just came back from Haiti. And I believe Haiti is going to have another earthquake again because the folks forgot what happened. They forgot what happened in January 2010. They forgot that earthquake. But before I left Haiti, I felt in my spirit another one is going to come to Haiti. They're still going to the cemeteries worshiping the dead. And they're still worshiping the dead. People are walking around like zombies. Good thing I have to say though, when I was giving out the word of God in Haiti, only one woman refused. Everybody else received that I give the word of God to. I must give it to them. So that was a wonderful thing. That was a wonderful thing. We live on an active volcanic earth. What about the earth crying out to be delivered from the weight of sin? Do you think about these things? I think about it all the time. The earth is crying out to be delivered from the weight of sin. Think about all the blood, the sinful blood that has been drained into the earth. The multiplied thousands of murders and rapes. The innocent blood that has been poured into the earth. The earth is crying out to be delivered from the weight of sin. And I'm telling you what you're going to see. Some of you will be looking at CNN one day and all of a sudden the, the whole thing will begin to shake. You'll see, the, it will, it will be, you'll see it on television. You watch. God had had enough now. CNN, that communistic network news, that clueless network news, that confused network news. Some of you, 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 if you, you, you pay so much money, satellite this, to look at this nonsense. You'll be looking at CNN and MSNBC, and all of a sudden, their towers will begin to shake. The clappers and the tappers and the sappers and the blitzers, they'll all be shaking. And you'll be watching it. You'll be what the God which God's going to shake them to the core. He'll remind them that he is in full control. Children are being taught garbage about who they are and who their parents are. Imagine there are systems that's teaching children to divorce their parents. To rebel against their parents. World government based on technocracy ruled by computers. They want to take over the world. And have complete surveillance over the population. And how are they doing it? Not just with narcotics. They're pumping pornography everywhere to the point of messing with children's mind from as early as possible. 
so much perversion in this world. So much of the dehumanizing of men, dehumanizing of women, dehumanizing of young people, dehumanizing of children to break up the family. It's an attack against the family that God created. It's an attack against the sexes. Until a man doesn't even know he's a man. Until a woman doesn't even know she's a woman. It's an attack against the sexes. But when God created, he created Adam and Madam. He created Adam and Madam. He did not create Adam with Steve. Because Adam and Steve cannot multiply. Kate and duplicate, that's also no multiplication. A battle against the sexes. People walking in the public, they can't tell whether they're a man or a woman. You, you could do whatever you want with your body. Your DNA will still tell you you are a man and you're a woman. You could cut it. You could splice it. You could remove it. You could mutilate it. There's a DNA that God puts inside there that says you are a man, you're a woman. When your children were born, right? They delivered the, they, uh, they delivered the baby to you. What, what they said to you? There's a, a boy, right? Eh? We don't know what this is. Insane, mad people, madness. Madness. What are going to happen now when the children are born? What are they going to say? Eh? What, who, who's this? It's so bad until, you know, men treat women like a piece of meat. It's so terrible. It's so horrible. Right? They don't understand the value of what God has created. This is a time of a revolution of perversion. And this perversion, this revolution of perversion is operated in high places. High places. God Almighty has naturally given men and women glorious distinctions. You know, a few months ago in South Africa, my wife, she went on the computer and put a beard on herself. She took a picture and put a beard on herself. I said, my God, you look so ugly. Amen. Amen. She looked, put a beard on herself. I said, my God, what's this? It's something like dropped from the sky, you know? I mean, God has put so much beautiful distinctions between a man and a woman. Why are we messing with it? Right? Beautiful, glorious distinctions that when viewed from God's perspective, it reveals how powerful he is. It reveals how creative he is. And the love that he has for both men and women. And his children is such a beautiful thing. Why are we messing with it? Men and women are always equal in the eyes of God. But they're not the same. Touch your neighbor. Say neighbor. Men and women are equal in the sight of God. But they're certainly not the same. Two plus two is what? One plus three is what? Both of these equations are equal, right? You just told me 2 plus 2 is 4. 1 plus 3 is 4. You just told me. Those are two equations. They're both 4, right? We, we just said it, okay? Right? But more certainly, those two equations are not the same because I said 2 plus 2 is 4 and 1 plus 3 is 4. It is the same with man and woman. It is the same with man and woman. Satan has successfully deceived many political leaders, media personalities, journalists, university professors, in many ways by trying to make women more manly and men more womanly. Could you imagine a woman with a beard? I just told you when my wife put that beard on on the computer, she looks so ugly. And she's such a beautiful woman. 
Could you imagine I came here this morning, I still, I'm pregnant? You look at me, you will call 911. Huh? But you know, one time when we were in Israel, and we were traveling in the northern part of Israel, there was a little tribe they were telling us about where they believe one day a man will become pregnant and bring the deliverer to the world. They really believe that. Well, let them keep believing because that will never happen. <laughs> that will never happen. It will never happen. It will never happen. Beloved, as I close today, because I'm tempted to go two hours, but I'm beginning to close. What are some of the sins that caused the plagues in the Old Testament? You know, folks don't like the Old Testament. Huh? But I'm asking you a question as I bring this to the close. What are some of the plagues that cause, what are some of the sins that cause the plagues in the Old Testament that have become the plagues in the modern day church? Why don't we start with pride? There's much I say, but I'm just, let's just start with pride. Pride is self-glorification. Making decisions based on our own strengths. That's what the Antichrist will do when he sets up the image in the temple. And become like God. The abomination of the desolation. The mark of the beast. That's what it's all about. Right? Pride. Self-glorification. Making decisions based on our own strength. Remember King David? How he made a decision based on his own strength. When he counted, he took a census of his people. He was no longer depending on the strength of God and the wisdom of the Spirit of God. He started to depend on what his eyes could see. He took a census and God almost killed him for taking a census because now he was relying on his military strength and no longer trusting in the Lord with all of his heart and not leaning on his own understanding and letting the Lord direct him. As you know, pride is the sin that caused Lucifer to be cast down from his exalted position. It is the sin that sets a precedent in the mind of King Solomon. That's amazing. In the Old Testament, he said, pride goeth before a fall, and a haughty spirit before destruction. That's in the Old Testament, right? In the New Testament, Paul says, he that thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he fall. Here you have truth in the Old Testament, and you have the same truth in the New Testament. We are warned against pride. The Bible says, God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. God is getting ready to shake this proud world. This world is full of pride. Pride is the sin that plagues the modern day church. Leaders and followers, you know what they boast in? They boast in buildings. They bo you know, there are a lot of people sitting in mega churches. Today. You know why they're sitting in mega churches? Because it's comfortable. The air condition is just right. Hey, who cares about air condition? When we were in Zimbabwe, we were perspiring, amen, in these tin house, right? And the people were full of fire, right? They didn't have AC, but they had PC, not personal computer. They were prayer conditioned. They were not air conditioned, but they were prayer conditioned, right? So, you know, you, the, the pride, leaders boasting in their buildings, they, they're boasting in their numbers. Remember David? Got in trouble with God for boasting in the numbers. Boasting in their programs. Boasting in their educational accomplishment. Boasting. What about licentiousness? 
the sin of being promiscuous, unprincipled in sexual matters, not sexually uh, uh, restrained, they're unrestrained, lascivious, lewd. All through history, there has been sexual perversion. Why do you think God destroyed Pompey in Italy? Why do you think God destroyed Pompey? Well, God is getting ready to destroy. There are a few more Pompeys that he has on his list. He has on his list. He has a few more on his list. This sin is not isolated and affects other areas. It, you know, this sexual perversion, you know, there are more people being killed in the church as I speak to you than people being killed by ISIS. They're being killed by pornography. I'm so glad I have a wife, amen, that one day she caught me looking at these beautiful women on television. I got, I was restless. I was staying in this luxury apartment, right? This Jewish man gave us this beautiful luxury apartment. Plus, he says, you stay there as long as you want. And I couldn't sleep at all. Three o'clock, I'm restless. I, I, couldn't, I got up, I got out of my bed. I went, I turned the television, I mean, beautiful place. Turn television on these half-naked women, you know, doing exercise, and I decided to exercise with them three o'clock in the morning. Well, thank God I have a Holy Ghost wife. She got up, she came out, and she caught me. Right? You know what my wife did? She fell on her knees and began to weep for me. And the power of God came in that room. And I began to weep, and I got on my knees, and she cast the devil out of me. The next day, my wife decided to go through that beautiful luxury condominium. We came to a closet. The closet was filled with many videos of pornography. That's why I was restless in that house. My wife just closed it up. We packed our planes. We filled up the car. We got out of there, down the highway. This perversion I'm talking about is affecting 27 million children across the world. And you got politicians involved. You got professors involved. You got county officials involved. You got policemen involved. You got teachers involved. You got preachers involved. I was amazed one day when I was pastoring in New Jersey. One of the ladies came up to me a Saturday and said, Pastor... My friend told me that the pastor of that church, who uh, uh, pastors that church, approached her and says, you know, uh, let's get together. And, um, you know, he wanted more. He, he wanted more. So uh, the young lady said, but pastor, you're going to preach tomorrow in the pulpit. How can you make a pass at me? You're going to preach tomorrow in the pulpit. He says, you don't worry about that. I'll take care of that. I'll take care of that. Right? So you don't know who is in the pulpit on Sunday morning. You don't know what they're doing on Sunday night, on Saturday night. They're sleeping at the devil and then coming preaching behind the pulpit. Right? So God says enough is enough. He's cleaning up his church. Right? And guess what? He has to clean his church up. Amy has to because when, he, when he's going to shake this, the heavens and the earth more... The earth cannot point fingers at the church and says, no, God is going to take care of his children first before he takes care of them. Thank you very much. That's 1 Peter 4.17. You know your Bible. 
1 Peter 4, 17. So this sin of sexual perversion is not isolated. It affects every area of our life. It also warns that there will be those that will attempt to tell others that this type of sin is not so bad. It is not sin at all. That's what Andrea Merkel is telling them in Germany. Amen? That's what these mad people in Europe, all these leaders, they don't want to have children. Amen? But they want to destroy families. They want to destroy children. Right? These mad people down there in, in London. Right? It's okay to blow up people on trains. Right? Get used to it in the cities. No, you're not getting used to it. God will not get used to it. Right? God says the heavenly bodies are going to be shaken. The earth is going to be shaken. And the reason it's going to be shaken, because sin has reached so full and overflow, God says enough is enough. You know, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 is still in the Bible. Yes. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Yes. That's still in the Bible. And by the way, that's New Testament. That's New Testament. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, no idolaters, no adulterers, no effeminate, no abusers of themselves with mankind shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Entertainment. They did eat, drink, and rose up and play. You know, the modern church wants a gospel that is convenient, that does not challenge or condemn sin or demand repentance. Self-appointed prophets who tell people what they want to hear without personal Bible study, without waiting on God in prayer to know his will in a matter. They want somebody to come and prophesy upon them. Some prophesy, others prophesy. Okay? They don't want to read the word of God. They don't want to take time to be with God to ascertain God's will in a matter. They want to keep everybody happy. A feel-good thing. Feel good. Feel good. In the end, the God they serve, which is their own selves, their own desires, and their own lust will not only be destroyed, but will destroy them, both the accommodating and those who are accommodated. Greed. You read about it in Matthew 24, Luke 21. The covetous lusting after things beyond what God has chosen to give us at this present time for our good. What about the prosperity preachers? They want more, so they offer more. If you send in a thousand dollar, you're gonna get a nice prophecy. You send in five hundred, you'll get a smaller prophecy. Two fifty will get you a smaller prophecy. One hundred, a tiny prophecy. Ten dollars, you get no prophecy. That's what I love about Jeremiah. Jeremiah was such a prophet that he served his people. He gave them what God wanted them to hear, even though they turned on him. He still gave them what God wanted them to hear. The false prophets in Jeremiah's day was giving them what they wanted to hear. But thank God for Jeremiah. He came and gave them the word of God. Amen. Give them the word of God. And I found out a lot of what we're hearing today, they cannot deliver. The people lust greedily after more and wonder why they are wanting in their minds. They need more. The very things they want, they get them. And those things destroy them. 
destroyed them. God doesn't want you to doubt. Touch your neighbor. Say, God doesn't want you to doubt or to murmur and complain in these times. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Our present knowledge is partial concerning the signs of the times, but we have enough to alert us. It's incomplete. It's not perfect. However, we can be certain the time is coming when we will see reality as clearly as looking at someone face to face. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the faith, the hope, and the love that will remain. These gifts from God that remain. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Thank you, Father, for the faith that you have given us. In the sense that being in heaven face to face with Jesus will be the reward of our faith. That hope that is still alive. God promises to his people. This hope is Satan's. It's so certain we will celebrate the fulfillment of this hope forever. This love that we felt when we walked into this building and we were worshiping today. That love remains. It's the greatest of these is God's love. In his love, God promised that he would redeem us. Such love that he would redeem us. And he sent his son Jesus not to condemn us, but to give us everlasting life. And he invested his spirit inside of us to guide us for the rest of the journey, to guide us into all truth and toward the fulfillment of that living hope. The Lord God Almighty, he gave his sons and his daughters an anchor, an anchor of the soul that will not slip it will not break amidst the storms, the physical storms and the spiritual storms. It's called the blessed hope. Somebody say the blessed hope. You know what Peter calls it? He calls it the lively hope. Titus calls it the blessed hope. Peter calls it the lively hope. Jesus is coming again. The fact that at his coming, those who through the ages have died in Christ will be resurrected. There's one privileged generation that will never see death. One privileged generation that will never see death. Somebody say glorification and immortality await all true believers at the return of Christ. You're here today and you have never trusted Jesus. You have never come into the ark of safety. You are not a son and daughter of God. But you have heard his word today. And you want the spirit of God to be invested in you. From this day to guide you into all truth. So that you will become a son or daughter of God. That each day when you walk out of your house, you will look up to the heavens. You will look for the signs in the sun, the moon, the stars. You'll begin to realize that the heavenly bodies will be shaken. 
And you will not be afraid anymore. Because you have put your life in his hands. And you will ask him. You will pray to escape. To be count worthy to escape. The things that are coming upon the earth. God will count you worthy. Give your life to Jesus. God has a people. Even here today that will take up their cross and follow him. You know even as we sit here today in this auditorium. There are people in different parts of the world. In Africa, in the Middle East. Even in North Korea. Who are dying for their faith. Their suffering martyrdom. Jesus gave us all for the church. Should not the church give all for him? When we see that the heavenly body is about to be shaken. When we see what's happening in the earth. He gave all. Shouldn't we give him all today?